You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey Montreal, what's up? Um, it's Keith. And I just wanted to let you guys know that Just for Laughs is right around the corner. And one of the main major shows of Just for Laughs is, of course, the Nasty Show. It's been running for the last 30-some-odd years. Uh, used to feature some of the late greats like uh, Bill Hicks and uh, Patrice O'Neill, among others. Uh, this year, it's back. It's a whole new lineup. It's going to be hosted by Bobby Lee. It's going to feature Jessamay Peluso, Bonnie McFarlane, Big J Okerson, Andrew Schultz, and uh, Comedian CP. It's running for 10 days, July 17th, all the way to the 27th, some days even with an early show and a late show. So there's a ton of chances to see it. And uh, we were lucky enough to uh, hook up a couple of phone interviews with some of the stars of the Nasty Show, uh, namely Jesse May and uh, Big J. Uh, we're going to start off talking to uh, Jesse May, so let's go to that right now and, you know, stop wasting your time. What's going on, brother? How are you living? I'm doing pretty good. It, and kind of just suddenly dealing with this uh, the heat that suddenly popped up in uh, in Montreal kind of out of nowhere as of like two weeks ago it was pretty um cold or yeah cold here but I mean now it's uh now it's warmed up they knew you were coming right so <laughs> yeah it's bringing it got some balmy situation not not good for the tank I'll tell you that heat it's not good for the for the bit down there it doesn't keep it fresh no, so that, I, I commiserate with you they have sprays for that though now right don't they yeah well they also have soap and water they have it for guys, definitely. <laughs> I feel like they should have little sanitizing, cooling rivers. And when when the weather changes like that, when it gets really hot, they should have like just a little fountain, like a tank fountain for men and women to go and get a quick wash, right? Like, quick cool off, <laughs> kind of like like a public access like bidet or whatever. You can just sort of just pop a exactly. squat and just refresh everything. Come on. <laughs> What? This is, I, sh- I should be running for politics. Exactly. That's, this, that, and, uh, and you know what? That, that, that would even sort of bridge the gap between, I think, like right wing, left wing, Canada, United States, whatever. I think everybody could get behind yeah. cooling fountains in the summer. It would bridge the, the gap and it would cool the gap. <laughs> um, so this is not your first time in Montreal, right? Uh, no, I was there a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, I was there with an ex-boyfriend, and that relationship ended in a restraining order. So I'm excited to come oh, back wow. fresh and anew. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> How not to date with Jesse May? That's going to be my book title. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a good one. I was like, I went through like a relatively messy divorce, but there was no restraining order. So, that, yeah, that was. Uh, you know, <laughs> I feel that I, I craziness is a trait that can be hidden very well by very intelligent people. Let's just say, let's just say that. Oh, hundred. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, I mean, well, congratulations yeah. on your divorce. Oh, it was great. It, it was perfect. And now I've been, uh, I'm, I'm remarried and I've been with the same girl for 11 years. So just getting that divorce oh. out of the way was, uh, was, was real, real, really set me free and stuff. And, and a big yeah, part I bet of it, it did. a big part of it was kind of, <laughs> I had a huge, um, I guess track record of of only dating the the craziest and the divorce, oh. like, like you said, uh, the divorce was sort of like you know what relationships don't need to be the hardest thing on you the planet. <laughs> yeah, that you know, and at that point, I, I talk about that in my stand up where you gotta gotta love yourself first before you start loving somebody else, and yep. until that point. Basically, your track record is a bunch of crazies. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I was like, all of us. Like, I think there's like, I, I feel that like Hollywood kind of screwed us up 
<laughs> where they thought where they presented that like oh like a real relationship is like a super intense struggle and stuff you're like no man it could be easy if you find the right person and you're vibing and whatever it doesn't need to be insane no it doesn't need to be insane i think i think hollywood showed us what it you know the fantasy of it our parents are the ones who really you know screwed it up <laughs> you know when your mom moves in the, the, the neighbor's dad I think a romantic comedy doesn't isn't really the thing that sort of jacks up your idea of a healthy relationship. Yeah. I don't think when Harry met Sally will fuck you up as much as your mom moving in the neighbor's dad. Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> that's that's gonna And that's a little bit about how I got into comedy. <laughs> oh man. Um so I mean you you right away, as soon as we started talking, you mentioned uh needing to wash your taint. Obviously you're doing the nasty show. Uh <laughs> On brand. If if at all, if there was any doubt in uh, in anyone's mind, if you were doing the show, no, I'm not on I'm not on Seinfeld's comedy tour. Oh no. Um, I was wondering actually though. um, You've been kind of, I guess, in the game for a while now, like taking a look at the at your past history. Um, Do you have a sense that like nasty comedy has kind of like changed maybe in the last like five ten. 15 20 years let's say because it's it seems to me that you could that at least like the nasty show is kind of an institution at uh at just for laughs they have they've had one for i'm gonna say almost all of the just for laughs like i think they were like maybe on the 30th nasty show or something and it seems to me that like nasty comedy used to just be like only about shock and now there seems to be like shock plus maybe thinking a little bit do you do you feel that or do you think there's been a change yeah i mean that's definitely what I'm bringing to the table. I mean, I haven't unfortunately been able to see the gradual evolution of the particular nasty show, but the gradual evolution of language Mm -hmm. has certainly changed. And I think that doesn't alter it as much as our sensitivities to the language. You know, Doug Stanhope has that great bit about people being sensitive about the word retard and imbecile Mm -hmm. and how the evolution of language and our sensitivities are really the issue, not so much the language that's being delivered. So for me, like the nasty show, maybe in its attempt to deliver nasty humor, it's not so much about that as it is about letting comedians be free, letting comedians be uncensored, because essentially that's the core of our language. That's the core of, you know, communication as a human and in our First Amendment right, freedom mm-hmm. of speech. So it, all of those things tied in. I think it's a powerful show because it, it can display comedy and language without our, you know, uh, parameters that we put on it based off of society's sensitivities. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's freeing for me. It's it's like I get I get to just stretch out and and feel like I'm at home and not not going to be judged about what I what I really think about. <laughs> I was like, do you? And then, I say that now and watch it be like, the only comedian banned from the national show, <laughs> Jesse May, on her taint bath. Oh man, I th- I think you'll be all right. No, but do you um do you find that you have to because uh, because you I, you do travel and tour a lot? Do you have like a have a have a dial on your on your nasty meter like where you're just sort yes, of like you take a look throttle. at take a look at this t- always just always it's always crank turned or? up the whole way. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, so you don't censor yourself if you're in uh, if you're in like a, a small town or if you're in a say like very uh, kind of like snooty area or whatever you're just you'll you'll hell no Keith no it's my show it's not their show That's if I good. go see their show they can tell me what <laughs> I'm in for but it's my stage mm-hmm. you're coming to my show this is my energy these are my thoughts these are my sentiments these are my 
feelings and emotions. And they're, the beautiful thing about comedy and why everyone needs to stop being so fucking sensitive and, and, <laughs> and try and censor people and get people fucking fired is there's another comedian for you. Absolutely. There's a comedian for every style of thought and, and gender and race and, and sexual orientation. There's a lane for every one of us. So mm-hmm. we've got to stop censoring that's why i'm so fucking excited about the nasty show because it celebrates that Mm -hmm. you know and and for people who love comedy i feel like jfl is one of the greatest places it's almost like a grocery store for consumers of comedy yeah you can just go and you'll pick up a little organic pear over here (laughs) you know get your get your kale salad there's your clean comedy and when you want like a nice cheeseburger or some chocolate ice cream come see me at the nasty show (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, just kind of getting ready for this interview, I was uh, I was scrolling over your Instagram. Uh, it seemed like a good a good chunk of God your bless posts. Your heart. <laughs> a good chunk of your posts <laughs> seemed to be uh, about like reaction gifts uh, regarding eating edibles. Do you have you had uh, like so weed wasn't legal when you came up here last time, but now we actually have like oh. weed stores complete with edible selections and stuff. So are you going to check that out when you come up, dude? I don't mess with edibles. The one time that I had the most, like, visceral, cosmic, crazy experience on an edible was at JFL. <laughs> it was at the Funny or Die party two years ago, and I thought I died a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. They, they mess you up. Like, I, like 100%. My, uh, my wife and I uh, have basically the exact same story where we were like, we were like oh, we'll, we'll eat some edibles and go to a, and go to a, a theater um, production or something. Oh, yeah, it would be a relaxing night. Uh, no, right? like, we, we were both, like... cause your divorce. Yeah, no, we were both, like, sunken into our chairs and terrified to, like, move. Like, we were, like, part of us wanted to leave and we couldn't. Like, we're just, like, well, we're just on for this theatrical <laughs> dance or whatever we were watching. I was, like, what is even happening? It was not nothing <laughs> against the show. It was... On, that's on us. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, no. You had your own show on your mind. Like, edibles, you know, you have to you have to enter that territory conservatively. You yeah. really need to start on a microdosing level because your your liver enzymes it, they metabolize the weed differently and at mm-hmm. a different rate and it's different for every every human being. Mm-hmm. You know, your cannabinoid system in your body reacts differently when you ingest it as opposed to when you smoke it. So enter with caution and and when it comes to edibles, it's a no-go, bro. I'm a blunt, blunt babe all day. So That's you and I can go to the park and smoke a blunt if you want. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm sure there'll be no, the no shortage of people who are willing to do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, me, and the wife can go wash our teens in the fountain and go spark a blunt in the park. 100%, 100%. I think that will get, we might get into a little trouble at that point. Like, like the smoking is legal. I don't know about taint washing in the fountains. <laughs> Check it. You know, it could be a thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Could be, there could be a taste spa there one day. You never know. You're uh, going to think of me. Also on the topic of Instagram, <laughs> um, and, this, and this question actually comes more from my wife, was uh, do you practice your dance moves before you film them? Or are they like one take, uh, one take like magic whenever you have any? I'll period? never give my secret. <laughs> Tell your wife I'll never give my secret. I just let it flow. There let it go. flow and keep it real. So were, the, yeah, were, a, were there any, were there any dances where you like watch the tape and you're like, no, this doesn't make the cut, or do you, or a lot like your stand up, do you throw the dances up there and just tell everyone to deal with it? Yeah, I tell people to deal with it. The latest one that I put up, I put up a, a thirst trap. I call my thirst trap to raise awareness <laughs> for Alzheimer's because mm-hmm. I figure 
you know, you put on a mask and you're in a bikini, it covers all aspects of people. People are curious and the dudes who are a little bit horny, maybe some of the women. I've got my whole demographic done. Mm-hmm. And then I raise a little bit of awareness about Alzheimer's. I have them, you know, go check out Hilarity for Charity or Alzheimer's Association mm-hmm. and donate your time or whatever you can. So that's the underlying, the uh, thirst trap of these booty dances. But the latest <laughs> one I put up, I almost fell. If you watch in the, in that video that I posted last night, I definitely almost became a, you know, <laughs> Superman in that, in that shower. The worst, I worst. I it. Yeah, worst way to get an injury or whatever. If all, all, of, all of a sudden oh. you end up disabled because you were dancing in the shower. Can you imagine? <laughs> At least Christopher Reeves was riding a horse and doing some equestrian sports. I'm in a bikini and a Kim Jong-un mask dancing to Hey Ya by Out. Like it's it's a much funnier news article though. Like I mean, like like both it both really are is. both are tragic, but one is very well, funny. Yeah, well, I give you the right to write it if it, if it ever happens. <laughs> there we go. Okay, perfect. So just uh, so the la- last question. Um, I mean, you may have already alluded to it. Uh, you travel a lot, uh, obviously, and you tour. Uh, what's your favorite way to uh, pass the time on the road? Oh, I love to get out with the people. I love to find a nice coffee shop. I'll find a park. I'll find the local dispensary if it's legal there. If it's not, I've already packed my own, so it's all good. You know, I get a little water. You know, uh, immerse myself in their local culture so that I can provide them with some jokes and insights about how I think they. It's all about the food, the air, the music that that neighborhood has to offer, and the weed. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy getting in with the local people and seeing how they live. Have you heard? Have, has any? Have you heard anyone with a French accent like completely massacre your name yet? Oh, I can't wait for it. But that's I feel coming. Like <laughs> might, I might improve it. Like because it sounds just plain English. I, I I belong in a double wide. But the way you guys say it, I might be like fancy. I might move in with Justin Trudeau. Oh man. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Jesse May. I uh, can't wait to see you at the Nasty Show. Thank you, Keith. It's been a delight. Take care. Have a good one. So that was Jesse May uh, Peluso. As of right now, uh, the only show that she is listed uh, to be on is the Nasty Show, but who knows? It is just for laughs. She could get added to uh, different shows. She could show up Midnight Surprise. There's a bunch of things that can happen. Uh, if you like what you heard, obviously go out and check out the Nasty Show. Uh, or you can also maybe check out some of her podcasts. Uh, she has two, uh, one called Sharp Tongue and one called Hilarious. As we kind of alluded to, we did talk a little bit about pot there and, you know, Canada's status on that um and then coming up next we also had a chance to talk to uh big j okerson so this is that hey keith how you doing jay are you on the run somehow is that what's happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry we're doing this we're doing this while I'm on the land. Yeah, exactly. That's it. You're like, listen, I gotta head up to Canada. I'm no, pulling it'll, off. it'll be gone in a second. It's the sweet sounds of New York. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, I figured this is this is why you come up to Canada every year, right? It's like you pull off a, a sort of early Fourth of July heist and then head up to Canada while the heat's on, right? And then uh, and do That's the, it. <laughs> do yeah, just dodge. Do just for laughs while you uh, while you figure it out. Um, I guess I actually kind of my, uh, my 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 first question here is that. Do you ever miss the festival? It seems to me that you've been coming as long as I can remember, and you're almost always here for, like, the full 10-day stretch. Like, a lot of comedians kind of come just for sort of that big weekend, but you often doing the Nasty yeah. Show, and you're just here for, like, 
almost a full two weeks. Yeah, I I like that they uh, they bring me up there like that. I, I was saying to someone recently because you know I see a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with plenty of younger comics and everything, and seeing younger comics like the stress of like the trying to get the new faces thing first. Yeah, it seems still it seems still so like fresh. Like I remember that very much, and then not even realizing that like I'm almost like a pretty much an annual uh, uh, member of it, which is. It's pretty amazing, yeah. I really do. I uh, I have a blast up there, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they show me that much love. Is great. Is there? Uh, you know? <laughs> I was like, how much of it is just? I mean, obviously, like as a comedian, I think it's sort of like we in Montreal sort of uh, I think misunderstand how kind of big deal the festival is to sort of outside comedians. We just kind of take it for granted. But it's like as a comedian, how important is it that? Uh, like, are you at the point now where you are taking, say, a big a long run of shows in Montreal for granted, or are you still just like, does it blow your mind? Like every time that you're like, Oh cool. Every time I get to go up here. And- no, I'm really, so it feels like a, it feels like a nice, uh, industry nod, which is a great feeling mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, no, I definitely still get excited for it. It's, um, yeah, I look forward to it very much for sure. It's the, uh, it's, it's also the importance of it. I think it's kind of now what you make of it. And I think the time it was funny when I started comedy, mm-hmm before I got the festival was so much, it was so rooted in like you do you, whatever you can to get new faces. You go to Montreal, yeah. you get a development, you know, like for the first time in your life, you'll have six figures in the bank and you can live and, and see how it goes from there. And then I guess, I guess that got out of hand at one point, <laughs> I think also during my career. So by the time I went up there, I think even like, as far as it being like, here you go. It's more, it more felt like a little bit of an introduction to the industry, not yeah. so much the life changing, like money thing. Right. And then, uh, and even on new faces, I had a, you know, bad manager at the time who gave me horrific advice <laughs> on what to do and how to do it and kind of how to approach it. And also I was young and I'm sure my jokes were, you know, subpar to some degree, but you know, I got the festival. Yeah. That's very so good. it was enough to, uh, it was nothing up there, but it didn't really, I feel like what it did was just made it, made it that, like, if I went to L.A. or something, like the kind of the executives, at least in that run of executives, yeah. like, knew who I was. I mean, that's and, good. Um, that's good. Now, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And now it's like, uh, now it just feels a bit like kind of comedy camp, which is what I do love about it. You yeah, You exactly. see a bunch of guys I don't see from uh, all over the country, really. Right. You know, and, uh, and some of the, the bookers that you like and the club managers, yeah. everyone's kind of comes together, and it's really like a... It's a fun, fun hang. I'm not sure what the, uh, you know, I guess now like doing, I think almost like when your name's like out there enough, yeah. like I think industry's kind of looking for you anyway. You know well, what I mean? I, so. Yeah, that, uh, that's what I was going to say. Cause I was like, I also know that like, if you're, if you're sort of like a, a festival diehard, like a just for laughs festival kind of diehard, you're going to see you all over the place. Like you're going to be working the nasty show. First of all, uh, you're also, you pop yeah. up, you pop up on midnight surprise often. <laughs> uh, and you're also you, yeah. you also are you are you, you're also doing uh, what's your fucking deal, right? Yeah, we're doing the crowd work show one yeah. night. I think the final night Saturday, I believe it is. Okay, a late show on Saturday, which should be a, a lot of fun. Yeah, and that actually that's that's another thing Montreal does hold a place in my heart for too. Uh, even though we changed the format that, that we did at the Midnight Surprise, mm-hmm. that the Midnight Surprise was the first time we ever tried to run that show ever. Yeah. And we had an un- 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 unreal lineup of people from Todd Glass, Jeff Ross. It was just like a, it was like a heavy hitter night, and it was just awesome. 
<laughs> but we changed week since. Uh, sorry, here comes Mel. New York knows. Um, yeah, no, I, I believe I actually might have been at that Midnight Surprise show because I definitely remember you and Todd Glass doing a whole crowd work uh, thing. And I don't remember the entirety of the lineup. This was a couple of years back. But, yeah, it was awesome. And that's one of the awesome things is that Midnight Surprise show is that it, like literally anything could kind of go down. And now you've kind of turned that into a whole thing right with what's uh, maybe your maybe maybe your favorite basketball player will do comedy maybe <laughs> um i was also um, i remember that was a talk one night of midnight surprise and talk was uh like blake griffin just did comedy <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was i just not even a i don't even want to have that put out as like a dig to him at all it's just like i never i didn't know he was doing comedy so i was a, like, like <laughs> blake fucking griffin's doing comedy yeah, all like, of a sudden you're like what the hell's going on here um so yeah, the, one, the only person I was starstruck by at the festival. <laughs> it was the basketball player. The, like, that's it. Who's No one else is recognizing. Oh. Everyone else is like, who's this guy? Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask about was, um, so how do you find yourself sort of having a, I guess this is obviously not, this is your, not your first time doing Nasty Show. I think by my count, I have you at least on three or four Nasty Shows, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, it was funny. It's funny when I did when I did new faces. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no, when I did ahead. new faces. I do feel like there wasn't that much of like uh, I don't know if I how much I got on the radar of the festival. Mm-hmm. And when Robbie Prawl when Robbie Prawl took over the booking his first year, at least he always tells me like his two big uh, his two big uh, gets were not gets but like his two new like I'm bringing these people to the world things yeah. was uh, me and Patrice, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty good company. Yeah. So, uh, do you do you view yourself as kind of like a, really I had I did a like um I had another call uh, last week there with uh, with Jesse May uh, Peluso who's going to also be on the Nasty Show and it was like I was kind of talking about how sort of like nasty comedy I feel has kind of evolved a little bit where I was like I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't think there's like that same sort of market for a guy just getting up there and just just saying like just homophobic and dick and cum and whatever else like that like that's not nasty comedy anymore it's kind of a more cerebral sort of thing like i've always found with your comedy that you don't you're not like you're up there being offensive but being offensive isn't the point yeah it's sort of it's sort of a, mi- it's sort of a mix of blunt force trauma and yeah. <laughs> and um, i swear you know it's hilarious keith i'm sorry if i seem a little distracted uh, this is the funniest thing that's ever a bird shit on me while we've been talking nice <laughs> <laughs> not a, a fan apparently <laughs> I'm all showered for the day, and a bird just shit on my neck, back, and hair. Oh, gross. Like a whore. It treated me like a whore. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's what I you get. I can't believe it. <laughs> that is like the most New York image in my mind. Just to have this, this comic just sitting outside, and a bird is like, oh, you're doing an interview? Fuck you. Shit's on your head. You're just like, why? I mean, hilarious. Just shit in my head. Oh, man. I don't even, I don't even know how to approach getting it out. Uh, are you still you're still rocking long hair or is that like cause that's even worse no yeah, you cut it off no 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 it's short now alright yeah, thank, thank god for this moment thank <laughs> god for this very moment <laughs> and now you know why you cut it it was just a case of bird shit in your hair oh my goodness are, are you okay to keep on the call or you need like a towel or yeah, a shower yeah, yeah. or what no 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 I'm, I'm paper toweling as best I can in the moment alright uh, but yeah, no, that, that's what I was saying when you were saying like, uh, like kind of approaching it like a little bit like blunt force or whatever. Like, I mean, I feel that like a lot of the comedians nowadays or not a lot of the comedians, but a lot of the guys I know who sort of like work the last nasty show, you could, if you wanted to 
sort of like clean up the set you could and it would be just as funny and like the crassness is just sort of an extra like it's like icing on already like good jokes right it's not like the point of the joke yeah i think that's fair i think ultimately what it, especially with like what i i i just always have been drawn to like the humor that i wanted to do was always from the time i was young it was always like a kid you know i i loved and appreciated uh all kinds mm-hmm. all kinds of comedy so you know even to this day one of not just one of my uh, best friends but i mean I think one of the finest comics working today is uh, Nate Bargatze, who is squeaky clean, you know? And uh, so I appreciate all of it, just what I was always drawn to, like, my natural, like, lead into is just kind of to, to more dirty stuff. So, yeah, it's, yeah you're, exactly, even if I'm making a point about, like, <laughs> you know, like the like the, the difficulties of fatherhood, it's gonna, my examples are probably going to be... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's a little yeah, more. There's, there's, there's that clip on YouTube right now. That you, can, I, I, you can watch I, I, I without your daughter. Like yeah. It feels, it feels hacky. You almost use the words like you know, edgy and yeah, blah blah blah. But, but you know, but the the sentiment you get what I'm saying is where it's like, it is meant to be dirty for sure. It's just kind of how I was led to. Whether that's the the easy man's comedy or the you know the well, no, but like I think like I don't know. Like I assume when you're going into crafting a joke, whatever, like the like the the, the bad language or, or whatever is part of the craft. Like I always think about like when I think is what is in PG movies they can say one shit and writers talk about like where they can place it for maximum effect. Like I assume that if you're a, like yeah. an air quote edgy dirty comedian, you're not just like eh, and then I'll just throw in some fucks and shits and cunt or whatever here and there and it'll work it out. I'm like no, you're like you're picking your spot. No, with those yeah, words no. right. Like, oh, for sure. No, there's def- there's definitely like a technical. You know, I just did a a horrific hunk of shit comedy club called Off the Hook in Naples, Florida. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, they screwed me over pretty good too, so I don't mind giving them bad press. All right. But um, they, uh, but what you about this club was, you know, it was my audience, half my audience, and then half Naples locals, which is just, you know, elderly, people rich people. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, just, you know, a lot of pastel shorts, of that nature on men and women yeah and uh and you know it's you can go up there and just tank with the ship and just go at them like hard out of the gates but but there's some sort of a way also i do kind of appreciate i do kind of like to see if we could keep everybody happy with me still doing what i do and and, and just sort of like finessing it in some way yeah it's hard to really describe what what the finesse is but it's just sort of like getting them on your team and then really you can just sort of do anything at that point, you know, yeah, stay oh, yeah, with, even sure. if, they, if you lose them for a, a sentence or two, sometimes if you just continuously call them out on it, they, they come around. Yeah, yeah that works. And I mean, and I think the other, the other last kind of thing uh, I wanted to ask you about was that um, I think I'd also at this point now, like having being like edgy or dirty or, or whatever you want to call it is also kind of becoming a, a bit of like a, a freedom of speech thing like I, I saw that you were at uh Skankfest mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago which has sort of like yeah. uh not quite a not necessarily a political agenda but it's definitely sort of part of it you know what i mean like where, where it's just like hey we're allowed to kind of talk about what we want how we want it well yeah it's definitely it, the, the festival is uh the festival is the brainchild of lewis j gomez and yeah christine evans or you know and christine evans and rebecca trent are the one you know they produce the three of them together to produce the festival but mm-hmm. it's our festival it's skank fest based off of legion of skanks our podcast yeah and uh and even the podcast itself you know we dubbed it the most offensive podcast on earth mm-hmm. and 
that's almost even said with a wink and a nod because it's not that we don't do the idea is that we will steer into like the you know heinous dark things that really shouldn't be funny stories yeah see what we can do with it you know yeah, exactly um to, to make grand scheme uh which is what the you know people who are i mean i guess anti-comedy you can call them almost at this point <laughs> yeah um, make blanket things out of jokes, which is just, you know, if you make a joke that involves a school shooting, which everyone can acknowledge is horrible and tragic, you know what I mean? They yeah. go, so you, so you think, uh, you know, I've had a woman say to me before that, do you think school shootings are funny? And from a joke I made on a podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and you're all, I mean, you almost want to write back like, Again, they won't get it, so there's no point writing it. But you almost want to write back, like, "Yeah, lady, you found the one human being who thinks school shootings are funny." Like, it's such a it's such a ridiculous like argument to have with somebody to prove. You know, I've been called a I've been called a Nazi, yet I'm Jewish. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's just like to be called a Nazi. It's just like people people throw these things out, and you're just like, I don't even know how to combat it because it's such a ridiculous comment. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, like, it's like, like that whole thing of like, I don't think I've been to a funeral where you don't, someone doesn't like crack a joke or whatever. It doesn't mean you're not being respectful. It just means that like, that's part yeah, of it. just something. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to break this the awful. Of or and at least even you like know? if you if you have comment if you have jokes or whatever about a school shooting, you know, it's like it's like you're it's a way to talk about it as opposed to just pretending it's not a very serious like gun control is a crazy thing down in the states. You know, you're like maybe we could talk mm-hmm. about this in a in a certain way. But yeah, no, like and but that's what I'm saying. It's like I find like nowadays, like especially though there was the uh, the the James Gunn thing last year where he lost his directing job. David Cross also got had that weird blow up actually last year at just for laughs where someone dug yeah. up some old tweets or whatever. And you're just sort of like, what is even happening here? <laughs> you know, like how does that make any sense? You know, I, uh, <laughs> funny enough, I said to the, uh, I said to some industry people last, it was last year at the festival mm-hmm. that I was talking to and they said something about like wanting to do like, you wouldn't want to be a dad on a, on a sitcom on NBC and I was like I would of course I would do that yeah <laughs> I go but I don't know what I don't know I'm not sure what NBC is going to do when they go when NBC goes uh oh when they have to comb through yeah you're going to find like podcasts where we make racial joke misogynistic you know what I mean anti-semitic jokes yeah, and exactly. I'm doing it it's just like if you're going to look for it I go and I don't think NBC is going to go I'm just using them as an example yeah yeah I'm no, just no, saying no. I don't think NBC or or, the, or you know the network listen Big J will still work for NBC listen we're not saying that he will not he will absolutely yeah. take that work for NBC put him on a sitcom I, yeah but I'm just saying more. I don't think any network is going to take the time and go hey this is a jokes the guy made let's stand by they're just going to go you're fired yeah exactly because they're, so, they're, they're yeah. in the business of keeping as many people happy as possible so if there's enough people complaining about it, it like it is what it is but I guess that's awesome to right to kind of put a pin in all of this i guess that's awesome about the just for last festival is that they're giving you guys 10 nights to basically get up there and say and do whatever you want and it's one of the like longest running shows they've had and it like always kind of packs the house huge venue so there's still that yeah <laughs> right like 10, 10 nights of yeah, 10 nights of dirty so. comedy at a one of the it was the first audition the world, I, years years ago when i auditioned for it it was the first show ever when i finished my set they go that was great. Could it be dirtier even? <laughs> and I said, yes, it, yeah. Yeah, it could, man. <laughs> and then you just crank it up for the next night. All right, uh, Jay, it was good talking yeah, to you. Maybe sure. we'll, uh, we'll see you when you get in town next week, and uh, have a great show. See, do you know how I know Big Jay is a pro? If he hadn't have told me 
that a bird had shit on his head, I literally would have had no way of knowing. I mean, yeah, sure, he sounded a little distracted, but literally a bird had shit on his head and he barely even reacted. That is a consummate professional. Um, Big J, obviously, he's going to be at the Nasty Show. He's also, as we did mention, uh, performing uh, What's Your Fucking Deal, his crowd work show. That's going to be July 27th at uh, Cafe Cleopatra. And, of course, uh, he's all over the place in the world of podcasts as well. He's currently co-hosting, like he said, The Legion of Skanks and the SDR Show podcast. Um, so there's a million different ways that you can uh, check out Big J. And obviously head out to the Nasty Show, head out to a bunch of Just for Laugh shows, uh, just in general. Enjoy the festival, enjoy the summer. Thank you, and good night, good morning, good afternoon. I guess it depends when you listen to the podcast. Have fun, Montreal. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.